So we used to have Nike Skills Academy. And I remember they had this kid, Kyrie. And it was in, I think it was in New Jersey, where he's from. He was the local kid. So Kyrie gets in the game. Sam, he starts wearing out everybody. Everybody's like, who the fuck? Mind you, we ain't never heard of this. I'm, I've never heard right. of this guy's name. Came back the next day. Same thing. Came back the next day. Same thing. And then it just, and then I, after yeah. that, he kind of got in the map a little bit, and then he blew up. What's up, everybody? Back with another episode of Go Off. Hope everybody's staying safe uh, in today's trying times. We're back with another episode. This was a good one. This was a really, really, really good one. I'm your host, Austin Rivers, and I'm here with Uninterrupted and my producer, TD. What's up, man? What's happening, Austin? We're really back again. This is a three-peat, back to back to back. You're not messing around this time. <laughs> no, we're not messing around. I tried to tell them last week when we did two times in a row. Now we're here. Repeat, we're gonna keep this thing going, amen. So, make sure to subscribe and do all that fun stuff on your podcast apps, rate the show five stars, all that jazz. But, real quick, Austin, let's recap the Seth Curry episode, which is the most recent one. A lot of Miami fans are now rocking with you because of how you defended D Wade. Yeah, I, I recently saw that. I'm you know, I that wasn't my intentions, obviously, that was just more so as being a Florida kid and, and uh, uh, just respecting D Wade the way that I have for him, and I think the way that everybody should respect him. 26th in his ranking and all that was ridiculous. But, you know, that's here nor there. But, you know, as it is always in this day and media, there's some not so great reviews. And I know reviews are great, but, you know, some people got rubbed the wrong way by the media comments and media members. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. You got a Dan Levitard yeah. show, which that's a big deal, man. That's ESPN's biggest like radio podcast. So, you know, they have some things to say. Levitard kind of defended you, though. Yeah, he did. He did. And, and, and the whole the whole idea of it, uh, again, in today's day and age, you're going to say stuff and people are going to take it one way or the other. Uh, what what I said, uh, it, you know, is what I said. And I feel the way I feel. But at the same time, I did not mean to come at people in the media to the point where I mean I don't respect their opinion. I, I, I have nothing but respect for the media uh, and, and how they expand our game, how they cover our game. Without without the media, there wouldn't be this show. There wouldn't be uh <laughs> You know, in NBA, there wouldn't be the fans that we have. So I have nothing but respect for them. And I have respect for fans. I have respect for everybody's opinion who's watched the game of basketball. I think the better way of me saying it, TD, would have been, uh, you know, listen, I, I have nothing respect, nothing but respect for the, you know, everybody in the media. But I would rather see a list put together the all-time greatest by NBA coaches and current or former NBA players and coaches. And then maybe people in the media who have only covered or covered basketball yep. for their entire thing. I think that would have been a better way of saying it. But listen, man, this is, this podcast is go off. And at the end of the day, like I don't want this to be the prototypical podcast where I'm in here giving you guys the roundabout. And you can get that at any other podcast where everybody's saying things that are going to keep them safe. I'm going to say what I feel and I'm going to feel the way whatever I say. You know what I mean? And if you take it that way, great. If you don't, then it is what it is, man. But I don't want to give listeners... Uh, something that they can get anywhere else. I want them to come here and feel like they're getting a raw experience uh, of, of a personality and an opinion that's just blunt. And I think they'll appreciate that. So I have nothing but respect for uh, everybody in the media. I didn't mean any disrespect by that. And uh, for the people whose feelings were hurt by that, I apologize. I do respect your job uh, and, and what you do for the game of basketball and all of sports. Uh, you guys cover it and see it. I, I respect it all. I just have my own views and what I think uh, you know, the so-called experts putting these lists together. I don't really agree with that. And that's that's just my take on it. No, I hear that. And people who have not listened, go back and listen to the Seth Curry episode for sure. 
Uh, and speaking of what this show is about, tell the people who you got on this episode. Yeah, this week I got on Sam Cassell, man, uh, three-time champion, uh, uh, NBA All-Star, uh, combo guard, Sam, Sam Cassell, Mr. AKA, man, that's Mr. Big Balls, man, hit the shot, do the dance, uh, and obviously, you know, uh, uh, big success as a player, but even now so as a coach. Uh, to where we'll probably see within the next couple of years him getting a head coaching job somewhere. Hopefully he's well deserving of that long overdue. Uh, and uh, it's going to be special, man. We're going to talk about all different types of things. We're going to get into his 95 Rockets team, uh, his days with KG in the, in, in the Celtics and in Minnesota, uh, winning a championship with my pops in 08 and his championship days there. Uh, talking about that 95 Rockets team, could they beat the Bulls? Uh, and then talk about his relationship with me and, and uh, him being one of the best player coaches uh, in, the, in all of them yet because he's had an impact at all on, on all types of guards and, and players in the NBA. So we're going to get into a lot. It's going to be fun. Oh, and also in addition to that, we also, me and Sam, build the perfect combo guard. We both go back and forth trying to configure our own perfect modern day combo guard. Uh, so it's me, Mr. Sam Cassell, Sam I am. Let's go off. Sammy Sam. What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, man, as, as always, man, before we, before we truly go off, I just want to get right into it, man. This is going to set the tone for the rest of the podcast, so I, I want to keep it 100. I, I would love to see the answer to this question, um, or hear, hear the answer, rather. How would your 94-95 Rockets team fare against MJ's Bulls? I, I think it would have been um, a very intriguing series. I don't know. who. I think we would have won because um, – Jordan was great, but we knew we had a hard time um, pertaining him and stopping him. But we also had a player on our team that they would have had a hard time containing and stopping, and um, Akeem Olajuwon. So um, it had been it had been a great game to see. I would love to participate in that game if Jordan would have played. But um, the Bulls playing against the Bulls and my previous teams, they, they was good, man. You think about right. it, they beat us in – uh, I was playing with the Nets. They beat us in, I think that was '98. Uh, yeah, they swept us in the first round, and we had two good opportunities to win game one and game two. And you know, we was happy just to win one. That's how good the Bulls were during that right. time. You win one game against them, you delighted because they was the, <laughs> I mean, one game in a five game series. You win one game that that was your that was your series against them because they were so good, man, with Rodman and. And then Scotty and Jordan, they just them three guys. Well, what were just, made what made them so good? What made them so difficult? They had great they had great chemistry. They was big, you know. They right. were six they big you know, guards. You know, Harper was six six and six 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 five. However tall he was, but he was huge, long arms. Scotty was six seven, long arms. Mike was six five, six six. But when they their arm their their, their arms were so long, man. When they trapped you, it was tough to get around them guys, man. So especially when they picked you up for a court, it was tough to get into right. your offense. So they they was a tough team, man. But it had been fun playing against them guys because they didn't have they didn't have anybody to to, to match up with with, with with the dream. No, they didn't have anyone to match up with dream. But you know. We we had Brandon Maxwell who always didn't give Michael Jordan problems, but he, you know, he he did enough. He did right, enough. Right. He, he wasn't he wasn't scared. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't scared, so he he just took on a challenge. You know, we were going to stop Michael Jordan. Come on now, but containing him, you know, 
And shout out to Vernon, man. Shout out to Vernon. He's a good dude. He's always at our game. Great dude. Great dude. I talk about, you know, that 08 Celtics team, how special they were. You know, I I would like to talk about even just that's when I first met you. But I didn't really get to know you then. Um, I didn't know how fucking funny you were either. Uh, (laughs) But then obviously I remember I kind of got to know you a little bit more when you were with the Wizards, actually. And I was with New Orleans my first couple of years and things weren't going right. Uh And then you were part of the main reason of why I did get traded to the Clippers mm-hmm. uh, just because you were one of the guys, you and Dave Wool were the, were the main two that were kind of in Doc's ear, like this could work, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And then I got there, you know, I, I always tell everybody, you know, when I talk about you, that you were more than an assistant coach for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You weren't just an assistant coach and that's not just me. Mm-hmm. You could see what you've done for Shea Alexander. Mm-hmm. You could see what you've done for Brad Beal, what you've done for John Wall. Uh, the same stuff you're doing right now for Shamit. Uh, you, you could tell the guys that you have your your hands on um, and their games go from where they're at to a whole different level. You know, just talk about how, I guess, first and foremost, our relationship mm-hmm. and just how, you know, you approach that and, and, and just how we went about stuff and just how you, you not necessarily pick players, but like how you get, yeah, how you could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get, so it was, it was crazy. When, when um, Doc called me and said, Sam, if I make this move, for Austin, are you willing to get him to play the kind of basketball that you know he can play? He said, don't give me an answer now. He said, because if you don't want to do it, you know, we won't do the deal. I was like, Doc, what? he's better than what we have. And Doc was like, what you mean? Like, he he's not getting he's not getting in the game, he's not getting an opportunity to play in uh, New Orleans. So um, I said, Doc, I'm telling you, Doc, he has something that we need. And Doc, what are you talking about? I said, he can defend. And Doc looked at me like, he looked at me and said, okay, okay. So when we got you and we traded for you and you came to the facility, do you do you recall who met you there? It was me. Yeah, it was you. It was only you. If Doc wasn't there. Yeah, Doc no, was I there. remember that. It was just it you. Was me. I was nervous. It, I was nervous as hell going to that damn facility. I was like, I can't believe you're right I know, now. <laughs> I know you I was. I was like, so, I can't believe I am playing for my dad. I walked in there. I was nervous to get in the locker room, I know. first and foremost. But and then I, I, I came in there. I saw you. Yeah, I remember that. I said, I said, I said, I said Austin, here we go. I said, Austin, um. We used to start talking about college. I said, Austin, your whole life, I know you remember this conversation. I said, your yeah. whole life, what, what, describe your game. What are you, describe your game to me. And he was like, oh, I'm a score. I said, okay, you can score. Okay. Did you score in New Orleans? He was like, no, no, I ain't scoring New Orleans. I said, okay, you are a scorer, right? But for this team, for you to get on the court for this team right now, I need to change your mentality to become right. a defender. Yeah. I said, you become a defender for this team, you'll play 20 minutes a night. And you you just, your head was down. Because you know, you you was kind of nervous playing for Doc. And your, yep. your head went up like this. I said, you was like, 20 minutes a night? I was like, if you do what I ask you to do, you can earn 20 minutes a night on this team right here. That's we, all I needed. We, and you was like, Sam, what do I have to do? I said, I want you to go home, <laughs> relax for the night, and I'll see you tomorrow. We'll start tomorrow. I said, you tried it your way, and your way hasn't worked yet. Would you agree? You right. was like, yeah, I said, try it my way, Austin. Just try it my way a little bit. I said, just right. try it my way. I guarantee you, it works. And he was like, I'm all in, Sammy. And it took you a minute to get used to me, because you know, I was on you. <laughs> you right. know, we used to be in the locker room, and it was time for you to work out, and I come in there, what's my favorite two words I yell? <laughs> hey, all. <laughs> and you be in the conversation with the guys. I gotta go, man. 
I got to go. I got to go. I said, oh, sweet. At 10 o'clock, we working. I don't need you in the locker room at 10 o'clock. I need you on the court at 10 o'clock. You know, I bought into a role mm-hmm. there because, A, I had no choice. <laughs> I had no choice. If I wanted to play, I was going to have to do what I had to do. Mm-hmm. B, y'all didn't need me to score. Y'all, y'all had, at the time, you, had, you know, prime Blake Griffin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you had Chris Paul, who yep. was still in his prime at that time. Um, you had J.J. Redick, Jabal Crawford. Y'all did not need me to score. And y'all had your whole team based around them, you know, DJ and Matt Barnes, all these guys that, you know, added the pieces around. So I, I said, I figured hey, I could just be a piece. You know what I mean? I, whatever I needed to do to get on the court, I was going to do. And that's what you try to harp to me. I always, I was so locked in to say, proving to people that I could be a prolific scorer. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I want to know I could be a scorer. I know I could score, da, 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 da. Your whole point was, why don't you star in this role and then see where that leads you? And then maybe down the line, you could, you could, Grow into those things that you think you can do now, but you got to start somewhere. Right now, you haven't earned the right to just come in and just start trying to score. That that was the truth of the reality. That's what it Mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. And you got me to do that. And I just bought in. Every night I went in there, defense, 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 defense. And then what happens is, as you you and Doc used to tell me, when you lock in on a certain role, you you, you lose yourself into winning and you lose yourself into doing things. You actually, all those other things just start to come naturally to you. You're not stressing about scoring. You're not stressing about shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, This percentage, this, everything just kind of flows. And that's why my game, every year when I was there with you and Mm -hmm. and, and that team, it just seemed like everything started to just come to where that, that, you know, that that prepared me for where I'm at now on this team, you know, in in Houston, where I go in each night. Some nights I have 20 here with Houston. Mm -hmm. Some nights I have six. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't worry about it. Obviously, I mm-hmm. play with James and Russ, mm-hmm. just like I played with Chris and Blake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it made no difference to me because you know they, here they do need me to score a little bit more. But like you know, my role is is defined as a defense, right? And then and then playmaking, scoring. But it's it's just to come in and give them something you know extra. But you star in your role, and then from that you could grow into something else. That's what I'm continuing to do now. But I wouldn't have been able. I've never been able to be the player I am now, or have that understanding as a team player without playing uh, for you uh, and my pops. Uh, and I needed to hear it from someone other than my pops because he was my fucking pops. You know what I mean? Like anybody <laughs> trying to listen to their fucking dad. So I'm sitting here like, yeah. I, even though he knows yeah. 10 times more than me yeah. about basketball, yeah. um, I needed to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And y'all y'all did little things with me, man. Y'all y'all on game days, remember y'all made me come in and shoot with JJ. Yeah. That that yep. sh- that 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 raised yeah. my love of shooting because then yeah. every time I'm shooting with him, I'm not even thinking about making shots. I'm just trying not to look bad. That's but, right. You know, I'm, I'm sh- you know, I'm just trying to shoot with him. Just keep up with JJ. And then what happens is you start keeping up with JJ. And then some days I outshoot JJ. You know what I mean? Like right. you start raising right. your level of play. Right. Y'all did so many things like that that raised my level of play. The biggest thing I tell everybody, I just want to say this. Lastly, the biggest thing where my game changed with with you guys is shooting off the dribble. That mm-hmm. one two step, my whole game changed. I don't know if you remember that my final year yeah. in LA, which was only two years ago. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's forever ago, but it's only two years ago. I was top five in the league and off the dribble threes. Yeah. That's everything was me coming off one two step threes, one two step. Like, mm-hmm. I could never have done that before I came and worked out with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember when I first got there? Yeah. I couldn't. I was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was I, all over the place. I, 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 I said, Austin, yeah. we gotta. I said, Austin, I gotta break you all the way down. I said, Yeah, man. I said, How you get away with playing like this in college, like this? And you was a yeah. bad boy. I said, You yeah, was a yeah. bad boy. I said, I said, Austin, you, I said, you, you, I said, you'll score. And y'all remember your last year playing in um in L.A. and um and your deep doc say, Well, Sam, you know, 
he's scoring more, but his defense is horrible right now. And I say, that next year, that's the next level. I say, we we need, we, I say, we, we need him to be a, a decent stopper, but we need him to be a scorer. We right. need it because you and Lou Will was our scores. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Yeah. That, that say, last year is pretty much me, Lou Will, and, and Tobias Harris. For and the Tobias guys Harris, I said, scored. y'all was yeah. the scores. I said, so Doc, I got to get now. We got him to play defense. Now he went from defense to being a score. Now I got to get it together. I said, that next summer, that's what we always talked about, right? I said, now right, you got right. to become a complete player. Right. Now you got to score. And plus, you got to let your man, you get 27, your man can't get 25. Right, right, right. That's a plus two. <laughs> right, say, right, 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 right. And you look, you look at me like, man, he ain't get 25 on me. I say, well, it's a Austin River, Ben Gordon, somebody, Art Gordon. That's your position. That's your position. Right. I don't care who he got it on, but that's your position now. Right. You just look at me like, man, but the last thing before we get off that subject, Austin, I remember, man, Doc had you in Chicago. Remember that meeting we had in Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> and we was on you. I had, we had a bunch of clips. And we was on you. And y'all had the iPad. Y'all had the y'all had the y'all had the iPad out. I said when I walked in the room and I saw y'all two holding the iPad. I said, "Oh damn!" And and Doc was on you, and and you was fighting it. And I said, "See, that's your damn problem. You don't want to listen. You gotta listen, man." And you looked at me, holla, and your your facial expression like, "Oh, you on his side today, huh?" I was like, "You fucking changed." I was like, "You changed up, Sam." I said, "We walked off the listen. We walked off the room, right?" You was like. I understand, Sammy. I understand, Sammy, man. But man, y'all, y'all own me all day, man. I say, we just want you to be good, man. That's all. I know, I know, you I know. You want to be I good now? I leave you alone. I leave you alone now. <laughs> yep, that's what you told me. Always remember this: when a coach stop talking to you, that's the problem. Yeah, you said that's when a coach stop talking to you, that's when you're in trouble. That's the problem. That means you can't help. Nah, me I learned that. I learned that. That's I learned problem. that a little bit later. I learned that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> That next they start talking I to get into that, but highly, right. I went like a couple weeks out talking to my coach. I was like, oh, this, this shit ain't good. Right. I don't I'm know what's you. going on over here. When they cussing yeah. you out and telling what you ain't doing and they ain't having it, you still in you still in their heart and their mind. And they yeah, think 100%. that you can help them win. Always 100%. remember that. Don't coach, like I always tell you, let him yell at you. If he are you coming off the game? If he ain't taking you off the game, yeah, he's he always saying that. He like, used to, bro, you stuck. Because obviously, my pops, people don't understand. Like, people are like, oh, you play for your dad, yada, 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 yada. It was I'm tough. Like, I was like, bro, you know how much easier it is playing for a normal coach? Like, when a normal coach, when he yells at you, you're just like, you know, okay, okay, you listen. Da, da, da. Do you know how frustrated it is getting yelled at by your fucking dad on in, on, on, in the NBA, on national television? You sitting here looking at him like, man, what the hell? Like, it's a whole different dynamic. You right, know what I mean? Right. I've been it's playing tough. my whole it's life. Tough. I've been playing my whole life playing for other players. I'd never been coached mm-hmm. by my dad until mm-hmm. I'm on the Clippers. Right. You know what I mean? On that crazy-ass team. You know what I mean? All the characters we had on that fucking team. So it's just like, that that was just crazy within itself. You talk about you developing players and you, you doing this and that. It's a perfect transition into our next topic. We talk about building the ultimate combo guard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If, yeah, I want you to build your ultimate combo guard. If you could think, and obviously we're talking about how you, and, and this comes from you. This is what you were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You weren't a true point guard, but you weren't mm-hmm. a, show, a, you know, a true shooting guard either. You mm-hmm. did a little bit of both. You could you mm-hmm. could make plays for people, but everybody knows Sam, Sam, Sam can get a bucket. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really what today's game has turned into. You know what I mean? You were one of those guys that was in that transition period where like you guys paved the way for where now the league is where 
we don't really have any Steve Nash, John Stockton, Jason Kidd type players anymore. That's just not what you see, uh, you know, uh, with the exception of maybe Ricky Rubio. And 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 that's about it. You know, even Chris mm-hmm. Paul now is turned into mostly a score. All right. So let me start with the rules. The rules are, you know, it's got to be from your playing days up until now. Mm-hmm. It can't be any wings and it can't be any true point guards. It's got to be strictly combo guards. Combo you can take guard. whatever skill attribute from any combo guard, his, even his jersey number, whatever you want that makes mm-hmm. the perfect combo guard to you. And then I, I'm going to do mine. I, I think, I think like, like Gilbert Arenas had the, the coldest nickname. Agent Zero. Or, or Agent Zero, Agent Zero. Okay, Agent so you like Zero. the number. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I like, uh, I like, I like, I, I never... War number zero, but I think wearing number zero, you know, saying something. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's okay. saying something. Like, I don't have a number. I'm unlimited. So I think right. Gilbert, will having the range of a Gilbert Arenas. Having so you got Gilbert Arenas' number, and you got the range of Gilbert Arenas. Yes. Okay. The the toughness, tenacity of Gary Payton. Okay. You know, because Gary Payton mm. was a guy who, man, who just... No matter who, guy, you got Jordan. Guy, you got this guy. Guy, you got this guy. And I got him. You know? Yeah. And he ain't going to stop you all the time because tough to stop a guy. But you knew you was going to be in for a fight with GP. Right. Kyrie Urban, uh, creativity. His, okay. Uh, off the dribble. So you want his handles. You want Kyrie's oh, handles. Oh, 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 one. I got it. Listen, there's certain guys I will go see that I love watching play. It's Kyrie Urban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I cut sure. the TV on in the third quarter, like five minutes going, and he got 30, oh, I'm, I'm watching the rest of it. Yeah. I'm watching the rest of it. <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't, he's I don't care fun. who he's, he's a... playing. Right. You know, think about the shot he made against Steph in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Most guys step back left. That's right hand. Yeah, he went, yeah, he did it with the right he hand. He stepped back right for a three. Yeah. Come on, No, man. he got it. He got everything in the bag. Come He's on. definitely he the got, most. Hey, man, every time I see him, Austin, I tell him, I say, boy, like 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 Motown, you got $10, you buy this record or a sandwich? <laughs> if I had $10, I'm going to see Kyrie Irving play, boy, over a sandwich. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> Over right, a sandwich, right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, so that part, um, IQ of the game. My perfect, it's my perfect player, IQ of the game. Steph Curry, mm. man, Steph, man, listen, listen. His IQ of the game, like you could go, Steph Curry, Jason Kidd, you know, the IQ of the game. But Steph Curry IQ of the game because he also have the threat that none of them guys that I just named, he can shoot the ball, right? He can, you know, you, you always gotta have a player or somebody standing next to Steph Curry on the basketball court. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not a good team. You know, you if Steph Curry walk on the court, somebody on the other team has to be next to Steph Curry because he can play. The guy, his, his, his intelligence of the game is crazy. Like, for him to be not that big and strong, um, he gets it done. So that's so that part of my play. And um, what else am I missing? I got shooting. Um, yeah, you got you said you got the shooting range of, of, of Agent Zero. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you have the nickname... Agent zero, with, zero. You know, and the number. You got the dribbling ability of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. You got the tenacity of Gary Payton, mm-hmm. and um, the, the mental, the mental aspect, the mental, of, the mental opposite. Uh, yeah, the, the mental Curry. side of it, Steph Curry. 
Yeah. That's a pretty damn, that's a pretty damn good player. That's a, that's that's a that's an awesome player right there, boy. <laughs> that's an awesome player. I got the defense, I got the defense and everything cuz GP. Yeah, you got the GP, you got the defense too. I got the defense and, and the toughness in GP. Oof. You know? All right. All right. I'm going to go with I want him to have the body and frame of Penny Hardaway. I want him to be like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, oh. Um I want him to have the shooting range and ability off the dribble, all of it, of Damian Lillard. Um, I want him to have the athletic ability and tenacity of Russell Westbrook. I like uh, Russell's a dog every fucking game. You know, I don't care what he shoots from the field or what his numbers are. Every game, my bro Russ comes to play every game. And I, I, I love his you know, matters the worst team in the league, best team in the league. He goes after everybody. I like, I want him to have that. Um, and then IQ of the game. Uh, I, I, I like James Harden. I want him to have the IQ of James Harden. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about James Harden's scoring ability. Uh, mm-hmm. The way James sees the game, man, mm-hmm. uh, is the most underrated aspect of his game. Um, he is brilliant. And that's, that's what makes him such a good scorer. He, he really is. Even on defense where he gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of criticism. A lot of it is is fair. Some of it not. He actually has gotten a lot better this season. He's been pretty soft for us. He might not be playing as hard on defense because he has so much responsibility on offense. But the way he sees stuff on defense, the way he talks to us in the huddle, yeah. like he's a very he's one of the most high IQ players I've ever been around. Um, so I'm gonna say IQ of James, body frame of Penny, shooting range of Damian, toughness and tenacity. Of Dave, uh, of 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 Russell, that's it. That's my guy. I'm gonna go. That's it. That's what I'm rolling with. Tell you a little story about Russell Westbrook. So my 12th year in the league, I'm playing with the Clippers, and he was in college at UCLA. And we used to, you know, go to UCLA in the summer. You know, y'all ain't just started that been going on. So, and I'm I'm in there working Russell one day. I'm working him over, right? I'm just pump faking him and everything. Right, and he, right. And, and, you know, he's so, but he got so much energy. He got so the kid has so much energy. I remember one time, man, Kevin going that coming to UCLA, and I said, man, man, that kid, you know, the kid Russell, go to UCLA, and, and Ticket was like, oh man, who's that? I said, the kid who be trying to dunk and run, running all fast with the ball, that kid. And um, Ticket said, yeah, man. I said, I said, Ticket, he gonna be good, man. I said because I'm putting it on him, I'm putting it on him. So every day I put it on him, and I'm not, I'll never forget this. We got out the car. And I walked to the arena and Russell was on that first court. And they come to that door. And you see Ali Austin? He's at that door waiting on me, bouncing the ball. He's bouncing the ball, waiting on me. He said, Mom, I'm glad you made it. Because I, I don't believe how slow you are. You're getting your shot off on me like that. I've just had more experience than him, right? I just, right, I'm, right, I'm right. just more craftier than him. I just knew more about the game of basketball than him at that time. And um, so, man, Ticket walking around the gym to change our clothes. I said, I, I said, Ticket. That kid can be good, man, one day. I said, he can be awesome one day. I said, why you say that? I said, man, that man confronted me. Now, at that time, I'm a bad boy, Austin. I'm a bad boy. I said, that man confronted me. At, he met me at the door. Talking right. about, I'm glad you came today. You know what I'm saying? So every time, every time you see me, he always throw my little pump at guy. You see me, Austin, he said, right, right, right. Sam Cristel. <laughs> you used to always tell me, can't jump twice. Can't jump twice. Can't jump, try to put this, just like Russell. I just knew it. I said, one day when he get the opportunity to showcase what he could do, he could be good. Because his motor was always like that. 
Right. He all and plus he always wanted to take a challenge. We would play pickup ball and everybody look around and he's like, I got Sam. I got Sam. And I said, Ooh, well, you got trouble today. He said, Well, give me some of that trouble. Cause one day I'm gonna give you giving you That's trouble. crazy. I didn't know I didn't know you played him that young. Yeah, yeah. I asked him next to me, talk to him, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. <laughs> your co- your your combo guard is pretty damn good. I still have to I didn't put ball handling. Ball handling, I have to go Kyrie too. I think Kyrie's the best ball handler yeah. ever played in the NBA. Um, I, I don't think it's close. Everybody, I know Isaiah was great. And you got other guys like Steph and Jamal Crawford. All these guys had great handles in their own way. In terms of how Kyrie can 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 dribble the ball, um, I, there's nothing like it. There's nothing I've ever seen. The stuff he does over the hand, his touch, his finishing, everything. Uh, it's the prettiest game. That's why he has a fan base and, and, and the people that like him so much, despite anything that you could say. At the end of the day, when I get home from my game or practice and I see games on an off night, mm-hmm. I'm looking for if the Nets playing and he's if he's playing that night, I'm watching the Nets play. You know what I'm saying? I, I just just is watching. I just like watching him play. It's just a he is a very pretty game. You know what I mean? That's what I told you. I got um, that TV on the halftime. They look at the box scores. And I see Kyrie got 26. <laughs> I'm going straight to the crib and cut that on. And also, you know, defense too. I'm gonna go defense for mine. Shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my damn defense. The fuck, right. I'm gonna go. Right. I'm gonna go myself. Yeah, right. I'm right. taking. Right. Right. I, I want my combo guard to have a body of Penny, athleticism and tenacity as Russell Westbrook. I want mm-hmm. him to have the shooting range of Damian Lillard, hand of Kyrie. I want him to have my defense. That's mm-hmm. that's 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 my combo guard. That's hey, my pe- perfect combo guard. Pe- people don't realize two years for two years. Gilbert Arenas was. Unstoppable. Yeah. Before he before he heard it. I wish I got to play against him. I never Austin, got to play just to see how great Austin, he was. Cause I know I know I knew in that was, I knew that time frame he was unstoppable. He was unstoppable. Like he had it all. He had the mid-range, he'd get to the basket, he'd shoot it from the parking lot, uh, he'd dunk the ball on you. Yeah. He he was offensively, he he he, he was James Harden. He was James Harden offensively. Shooting threes and five, four, three, two, one, buzzes and throwing his hands like this, turn the, turn the, turn the back yeah, and that was the crazy. crowd. That was you crazy. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Give it a back to back. So that was the thing back then. You know, man, man what you give it a did tonight? You know, he got 33 going into, he got 33 points going into the fourth quarter, you know? You know, yeah, and, people, score, and, and people wasn't scoring like that, like they're scoring now. Right, you know, but he 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 was a tough he was a tough check. I think the toughest check today for a guard he he's not the I don't think he's the best point guard in the league. Uh, you know, obviously with you know you got Russ and Steph and Damian I think at the top, but he's definitely in that conversation. Uh, the toughest check is Kyrie. Um, you know, he's definitely arguably one of the best point guards in the league. You can make that case. Ky- Kyrie's the class above me, uh, but he was very he was he was unknown. No one knew mm-hmm. who Kyrie was until his like end of his junior or senior year. He wasn't ranked. So we used to have Nike Skills Academy. They got the LeBron Skills Academy, Darren Williams Skills Academy, Steve Nash Skills Academy. I remember, like it was yesterday, they had Darren Williams Skills Academy, who, by the way, shout out to Darren Williams because he was a bucket in Utah. <laughs> One no of my favorite players growing up. D-Will. Uh, <laughs> D, uh, D-Will's automatic bucket. Um, we were there, and it was all the top-ranked guys. Brandon Knight, you know, it was Deion Waiters, Josh Shelby. I know you remember him from being in Baltimore. Josh B-more. Shelby. Yeah, B-more, B-more's finest, Josh Shelby. Shout out to Josh Shelby. And I remember they had this kid, Kyrie, and it was in, uh, I think it was in New Jersey, where he's from, or it was outside, it was around there. And uh, that's why they they brought a local kid. He was the local kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't even, like, supposed to be there, Sam. 
he was just like the kid they brought because I think someone wasn't able to come and they had a local kid that could play. So they brought Kyrie. So he comes to the camp, and I'm not gonna say names, but I remember guys were like, "Man, who the fuck is this guy, bro? Like, why is he here?" Da 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 da. Because there's only like 20 of us. It's a very intimate camp. It's like Kendall Marshall, a couple other guys. So we do one on one drills because before we're doing shooting drills, whatever, whatever. You can't really see how good he is. Yeah. We start doing like this ball rollout, and someone has to grab it one apart uh, at a at a half court and come at you. So Kyrie gets in the game, uh, the little one on one drill. Sam, he starts wearing out everybody. Everybody's like, who the fuck? Mind you, we ain't never heard of this. I'm, I've never heard right. of this guy's name. Right. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? So then Darren right. Williams hops in the game. Mind you, this is his camp. He's an all-star at the time. Yeah. Kyrie's going like, I mean, they're they going back and forth. But Kyrie's like, I mean, he's hitting him with some <laughs> with some right. shit. Bah, 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 he's bah. all like, oh, bro, all, man, crazy. So we sitting here like, we didn't know if he was just in his bag and just, you know, yeah, he had adrenaline and it's just playing yeah. out of it. So we all like, man, what the hell? Came back the next day, same thing. Came back the next day, same thing. And then it just, just kept. And then I, after yeah. that, he kind of got in the map a little bit, and then he blew up. Yeah. And then he went to Duke, and I went to Duke right after that. I was a year. He went, and then I came. Mm-hmm. When I came to Duke the year after him, as a lockout. So he was still at Duke finishing mm-hmm. his, his year for his credits because I think at that time he didn't know if he wanted to come back to school later on in his life and finish. So he's trying to get all of his credits. So I used to play one-on-one with him every day. And I remember Coach K watching us play. And Coach K was like, he was just talking to me. Me and him, me and Coach K would talk. Coach K was like, I've never seen, and this is this is Coach K, man, who's seen everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've never seen someone so gifted with the ball. He's like, in my life. And this is when Kyrie was 19 years old, 18 mm-hmm. years old. He's like, I've never seen somebody so gifted with the ball. He's mm-hmm. the most gifted. And I shouldn't say gifted because he worked for it. But like the way he dribbles uh, and, and his handle, it's like sometimes he don't even know what the hell to do because he has so much in his bag. Uh, that's that's how we feel guarding him compared to you, like you, you guys guarding Gilbert or whoever the case may be. And also about another thing about Kyrie, man, that – I noticed about Kyrie, he's the best guy handling the ball at the end of games. That between the legs, behind the back, back behind. Like if he, he he played thirty nine minutes, and right. he's still going, he's still going into his bag. <laughs> he's still he's still going into his bag. Thirty nine minutes, right? Double overtime game. I remember the game he played against San Antonio. It was the I think it was a double overtime game, and man, he went into his bag. In the, in the second overtime, it might have been a single overtime game. I couldn't believe it. He played like 42 minutes, man, 44 minutes, and he went into his bag. Like at the end of the overtime, it was just like, like it was the first half. <laughs> right. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard to do. That's hard. It's to also do. like, it's also like, uh, you know, it's natural. You talk, you talk about when you, when you're in overtime, when you're in crunch time, guys usually tend to like, Keep the flashy shit to a minimum because you're not trying to you're not trying to fuck up in, in those moments. You know what I mean? Like fans don't understand. Like when the game gets tight, you start kind of going back to the steady fundamentals because the right. game's close. You don't want to be the guy doing some. He two ten seconds left game on the line. He'll do some. There was a clip this year where this guy tried to hit a game winner, fell on the ground, got up and did this little. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. He actually missed the shot, missed but the it fact, the fact that he had the audacity to try this shit, this dude fell on the ground, did and like an air one <laughs> slip and slide, and then and got up and shot the shot. I was like, this, this, that's that's when I was just like, man, this dude is is his it, it is so precise. His handle crazy. is so precise, and his confidence in it is crazy, crazy. 
I, I would love to see when this podcast comes out. I would love to see people compare our uh, our combo guards. I love the Gary. I love my Penny Hardaway body frame, but I love your Gary Payton. Uh, the Gary Payton defense thing might might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You might have to dig down. Yeah, because he go. Yeah, that's that. That was a key one. I didn't. I didn't put that. I didn't put that in mind, man. You know, we talk about Gary Payton, Kyrie, all these great players. You've gotten to play with some of the greatest players ever, man. You know what I mean? Uh, just switching topics, man. You 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 play with uh, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen uh, to to the dream, and you play with Kevin, Minnesota Kevin, and and, and I want to I know about Boston Kevin. I think everybody knows about Boston Kevin. I think people forget about Minnesota Kevin. Listen, man, listen. After watching Akeem Olajuwon win the MVP and seeing Kevin Garnett play in that 04 year, 2004, for the first month, we also had Latrell Sprewell on that team. Yeah. So for the first month, we was trying to stay out of each other's way. Like, I won't say nothing to Kevin. Kevin won't say nothing to me. You know, it's, about, it's a little bit we, too much respect for each other. You know, we wouldn't say nothing to Spree. So to flip, the late flip, Flip Broncos in the meeting and said, hey, guys, we're going to continue to win one game, lose one game, win two, lose one, until you three guys can hold each other accountable. If Sam take a bad shot, Kev, you got the right to say something. And Sam, you got to be able to take it, you know? And vice versa with all three of us. And we just all bust out laughing, Austin. We just bust out laughing. After December, like after Christmas, seeing Kevin Garnett play in 04, it was like watching Akeem Olajuwon play like all over again. He did it all. Like, for instance, we playing the Lando Magics. Last stop. Kevin Garnett is seven foot tall. Up two points, seven seconds to go. Guess what Kevin Garnett guarding? He guarding Tracy McGrady. Yeah. Up two against the Spurs. Guess who Kevin Garnett guarding? He guarding Tim Duncan. <laughs> Right, that's that's range. Up three against the Philadelphia 76ers. Guess who Kevin Garnett guard? AI. That's crazy. He, he was that good defensively. He has to be the best defensive power forward that the game has ever seen because he can call all position. He played all coverage. Um, he's a great. He was a great talker. I mean, he listen. I was, I, he made me become a decent defender. By just talking to me, just saying, I'm right here. Oh boy, I'm right here. Get into the ball, get into the ball. He always wanted me to get into the ball, get into the ball. I'm right here. So imagine somebody telling you that. How often are you going to get into the ball? All the time. He right. always going to have your back defensively. The things that he prided himself in, he prided himself in being the best screen setter in the NBA. He wanted to get his guards open. He wanted to get me open so much that he prided himself. Ask anybody to play with him. Is Kevin Garnett a great pick setter? He, that's the small thing that don't show up on the stat sheet that he pride himself in, being the best screen setter in the NBA. He was an awesome rebounder. He was a great right. passer. Great passer. People say, well, he, well he, he didn't finish games. He, you know, he didn't finish games. That's why they brought me to Minnesota to help him finish games. But right, I tell you right. what, you look at the end of the game, at the stat sheet, he got 29 points, 17 rebounds. Seven assists, 
three blocks, three, three steals, you know, five deflections. You know what I'm saying? I never heard an ex-teammate of his say anything derogatory about him. Right. That's true. That's true. Like, like, like if you played with Kevin Garnett, you knew that you had an ultimate teammate. Right. He did some things that made got that some people didn't like, but you knew one thing. He had your back. Right. No, the comparison that year, Kevin Garnett, he he was special. Like he was honestly, he was special. I watched the man get 35 and 28 rebounds one game in an overtime game. We on the bus, look at the stat sheet. He yelled out, damn. I'm like, what's wrong, man? He said, damn. I should have 35 rebounds tonight. I should have had 35 rebounds tonight. So he planned a game in his head, the things he the rebounds that he didn't get. Right. You know, three free throws that that went all the bounds. They came off my side, man. That's three right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's right. the thing that he prided himself in. If you were struggling, like he knew guys who were struggling, and Spree was struggling, he's saying, let's get Spree going early today, man. Head man in the ball. Hey, Spree, you get that goddamn ball, man. You attack. Just attack. That's the thing that Kevin Garnett did, man. What made the Celtic thing work, man, was Kevin Garnett. Think about it, Austin. Before he got the boss, he was averaging 26 a night. Got the boss, went from 26 to 18. 18, but but he distributed the ball. He, he got the right. ball movement, but he was that catalyst of our team. And he was and he was the he, would you say he's the closest in terms of all around range? He was the closest to Hakeem in terms of doing multiple things that you yeah, played with, at least. Yeah, right. yeah, that I played with because Dream Dream. You know, Dream would switch on the guard, and, and, and you try to cross Dream up. Dream would steal your rock. You know, <laughs> right, right, Dream would right. right. The thing about yeah, there's, no, like, there's, no, there's no, there's no, there's not any bigs in today's era. That's, that's how many that. centers in NBA history is in the top five in NBA in steals? You know, yeah, Dream, Dream steal your rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dream steal your rock. That was, and that was Kevin. You know, Kev had the man. Kev had the weight of two cities on his. Two cities on his shoulders, man. You know? Right, Saint Paul. <laughs> it's and he was, and, and, and because I, I playing, you know, obviously for you, you have raved about Kevin and, and especially Dream. You know, you used yeah. to talk about how talented Dream was. You, you can't. I remember you tell everybody, Dream in his prime versus any power forward. You taking Dream, man. Like, like man, Paul. Man, Paul used to argue about. He'd take Tim Duncan over Dream. Yeah, he said he, Paul Pierce used to say Tim Duncan was the best power forward all said, time. He used to be like Dream. I, I say, I said, I said this to Paul. I said, tell David Robson, ask David Robson about Dream. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> ask David Robson about Dream. And Dave Robson was a top echelon defender. Yeah. He was the top echelon defender. Tim Duncan did not want Dream. Attacking them because we can go. We was going to dream every time, right? And it was and it was tough to stop that man every time. It was tough. Yeah. But then you go back to Tim Duncan on defense. We had the one of the best defenders in the league in the Kim Olajuwon who was going to stop you. You right, ain't right. score the ball on dream all the time now. You just not going right, to do it. Right. <laughs> you stop right. going to do it. But then you got to go to the other end. But he was going to score because he had every shot. Austin, he could face you. Yep. He had the fifteen foot jump shot. He had a turnaround jump shot. He had a jump hook. You know what I'm saying? Right, he, he, made, he made free throws. You know, <laughs> he can go. And in '95, in '95, you remember David Robinson won MVP. 
Ooh. And then and then y'all played Ooh. y'all played each other in the playoffs and Hakeem, uh-huh. you know, Hakeem definitely you know put him to work. You know man, what I'm saying? But, but, so they gave David Robinson the trophy. And Clyde Drexler looked at Dream and said, Hey Dream, Hakeem, he got your trophy. Cause David Robinson thanked everybody, he thanked Charles Barkley, thanked a lot of guys that was in the race to win the MVP. But didn't mention Dream. And oh, Dream wow. and Dream looked at Drex and said, Don't worry about it, Drex. I will get the bigger trophy. Oh wow. Talk about that championship trophy. Right, right, right. I will get the bigger trophy, you know? And man, Austin, let me tell you something, man. That dude went to work. Yeah. Was, right. And we was the six we was the sixth seed. We beat three teams that year that won 60 games. Oh, three wow. teams that I didn't know that. We won't beat three teams that we beat. Utah Jazz won 60 yeah. in the first round. We beat the Phoenix Suns in the second round, won like 63 games. They beat the Spurs, who was the number one seed, won like 65 games. Damn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we beat three teams, never had home court advantage. And the King Blajuan was the catalyst of our team. And for us to get on his shoulders, and how he carried this man, it was, it, was, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Robert Oy was six foot ten, like 215 pounds, playing a power forward. Guarding Carl Malone, <laughs> guarding Charles Barkley, you know what I'm saying? Right. Try, trying to box out Dennis Robin, you know? Right. So it, it was, it was, it was great. But we but we had the Kim Lajron behind. He was our last line of defense and he was good at it. He was good I at it. I remember you. Y- y- y'all put basketball in Houston on the map, man, because that still extends today. When you walk into the arena, even at our practice facility, all you see is pictures yeah. of you, <laughs> uh, uh, Mario Elliott, Clyde Drexler, uh, uh, yeah. Rudy, uh, uh, Hakeem, obviously everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, that's where our fan base stems from, you know, today. You know, I, I, we have a, obviously a really good team now and everybody's excited about that. But that that passion comes from, you know, uh, uh, y'all's team. You know what yeah. I mean? It, come, it comes from yeah. y'all's team. And I remember y'all was on, on, on top of the world, man, when y'all won. I remember even I seen you on Letterman. You had the, ah, I see my shirt on. <laughs> you, had, you, had a, you had a silk, you had your little silk my shirt little on. Shirt you walked on. in there with your little... <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was Versace back then. <laughs> that was Versace? Yeah, Versace on? That's a Versace back on back then. Hey, y'all, that's a Versace back on 1993, yeah. Austin. You had that Versace outfit hey, on. I could, hey, I couldn't wait to take that. I couldn't wait to take that shirt off after, after that David Letterman show. Why? I couldn't wait to take that shirt off, man. But Austin, Why? It, it, it was so, man, that wasn't me. I was, just, oh, I, was right, a, right. I was a Gene and Timberland kind of guy in 1993. Right, right, right. right, right you know right, what I'm right. saying? You all there with the Long t-shirts, you know. I was that kind of guy, you know. <laughs> I remember, I remember that. I remember that. I remember you, you, uh, you uh, presented the BET Awards. Yeah, uh, and that was you presented the BET Award to Suge Dr. Knight. Dre. Dr. Dre. Oh, was it, it was Dr. Dre. Dr. Was Dr. Dre, Dre. producer of the year. That's when that's when Snoop came on the stage and said, "New York, you ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre." Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, and that, <laughs> and then that is it. Wasn't that the same night that that Suge was like all in the videos? Yeah, yeah. All all, you were the one presented because if you, <laughs> there's, yo, I there's a back. clip, there's a clip of you sitting there stepping back like, oh man, these guys about to start shooting each other. Hey, it's so crazy. The late 
Fife dog, from Trial Car Quest, man. Rest in peace, Fife. When all that ruckus was going on on the stage, Fife was yelling my name. He's, I think he was going to present next. Uh, they was going to do something next. And he was like, Sam, Sam. Like, like they busted, if New York guys bust the stage, you come this way. <laughs> you run this right, way. Right, right. You know, right, right. you run this way, man. It was so crazy, man. And I was just, I was just happy to see, man. I met, I met, I met FC8 that night, you know. I met DJ Quick that night, you know. That's when Wu Tang just becoming the Wu Tang clan. It was like 50 of them dudes outside with swords and, you know, Shirts off and everything, man. It was right, like, right. wow, like, what, what's going on around here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's you know? crazy. Puff, that's crazy you were Big, there. I remember you told me this a couple years ago. I had no idea. Yeah, Biggie, Biggie doing his thing. I'm like, man, Big. I said, okay, okay. So I'm excited to be a part of the Source Awards. Right, you know, right. P- Penny Hardaway and uh, Dennis Scott, they got suits on. <laughs> they, got, they got suits on. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> they, they, got uh, seats, they got seats. They got seats on. And listen, I presented in a pair of jeans. I had a a walkerwear shirt on. Big big shots out to Abel Walker. You know what I'm saying? I had a pair of some black Timberlands on, some black chuckers, some Timberland chuckers on. That was my outfit. That was my outfit yeah, back then. Outfit. You know what I mean? That's my outfit. Because Every, like, everything, everything, everything baggy. Everything baggy. Everything bang, <laughs> everything dragging the floor. <laughs> everything dragging the floor, AR. 1990, <laughs> AR. 1993, baby. <laughs> Get wearing no tight clothes like y'all wear now, baby. Nah, nah, nah. Get wearing man. that, baby. I would never forget that experience, man. Like, I was so happy to be there, like, like to get there and sit down and see, like, Lord Kim perform, Bad Boy perform, and then uh, Death Row did their set. I was excited, you know what I'm saying? I was right. Uh, so so deaf did that's it. You know, I was excited, like, okay, okay, okay. We just beat the Knicks. So everybody, they announced me, Sam Cassell presenting this award, the producer of the year. Of course, everybody booed me. Boo. We just beat the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. We just right. beat the Knicks, you know what I'm saying? We just beat the Knicks, you know. Me and John Singleton was the uh, presenters. And John, John showed me, like I say, producer of the year. And John, if you ever watch it again, John Singleton was like, uh-oh, there might be some trouble in here. Oh, <laughs> oh, is that what he says? John Singleton was like, uh-oh. That's crazy, man. Yeah, rest in, rest in peace to John Singleton, man. Rest in peace, Rest in peace to John definitely, Singleton, man. Definitely. Good man, uh, good man. Good man. Uh, made made some classics, Boys in the Hood. Right. That's right. actually one of my favorite movies. Boys um, in the Hood. Yeah, great movie. I ain't from yeah. the hood, but I like the movie. No, you ain't from the hood at all. I've been in your house. Shut the fuck up. I've been in your house. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was definitely. I, I, I grew up far from it, but you know, you 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 know how it is. You you grow ain't, up. Ain't that mom? Ain't that mom and dad? I, I don't switch with you. I don't switch with you. I don't switch with you. You know what's crazy about that? Everybody's always like, man, you know, you from da 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 da. Like especially with, you know when you when I get into it, with my teammates or yeah. you know, and I don't mean in a bad way. I mean like. When you play a one-on-one and guys talking shit, da 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 you know, guys be like, I know where you're from. I, I always be like, first off, I don't know where being where you're from has anything to do with anything. Right. I, I was like, well, you think just because I'm from Winter Park, you think I, I don't know how to, I don't, you don't think I know how to get down with you? Like, I was like, I, I, I don't know what right. you're trying to say. And then at the same time, it's like, isn't that, isn't that the goal is to be from where I'm from? Hey. Like, isn't that the goal? Now, again, I didn't do anything to be from where I'm from. My dad did. But then he instilled in me the same things that he learned from right. his father and his thing. And again, my mom too. Let's not forget her. 
her and her blue collar background to where my kids going to grow up the same way I grew up. That's what right. you want. I was like, and that's why I tell, I said, every time I tell players, I'm like, the same things you telling me are the same things people going to tell your kid. Right. So what you going to do about it? You know what I mean? So that's, that's the, that's the goal. But yeah, no, right. Boys in the Hood was, was especially, uh, that was a, a, a classic movie, man. Um, uh, I would like to talk about one thing uh, before we hit into our last segment. Our last segment is just quick shot, mm-hmm. rapid fire questions. And then we, I'm going to get you out of here, man. Um, I would like to talk about one thing that people, I think, talk about a little bit, but not enough, uh, is the fallout, I think, between everything with Ray Allen and that whole dynamic of that team. You know what I mean? Because it's something mm-hmm. that I think is is unfortunate. I think now, even when they talk about the big three and those guys talk about it, Ray's name's not even thrown in there as much because of how it all ended. He always gets grouped with LeBron in the Heat team. Uh, mm-hmm. When I think... He did much more for obviously for the Celtics team. I, I go back and remember that fifty point game he had in the, versus the Bulls, him and Ben Gordon going back and forth, mm-hmm. um, in his role on that team. Like you know, how did that all just transpire? I just I just, I just think that my opinion, um, Kevin Garnett is a loyal guy. Like would it take would it took to get Kevin out of Minnesota just to get traded to Boston? You know, that was a right. task of his own. You know what I'm saying? So you know, Kevin just such a loyal guy. I just think right. that I think the fact that Ray left Boston to go play somewhere else, it's just where right. the team he chose to go to. Right. You know. Right. It's it's yeah. like it's like the Kevin, it's like the Kevin Durant thing. It's not that Kevin left OKC, it's that he he it's like he you went to Golden State. Yeah, yeah, you went to Golden State, the team that beat you, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that's the okay. like, Celtics he big rival. Big rival, you know. Celtics don't like the Heat, you know. The Heat don't like the Celtics, whatever it may be. But when Ray went there, they just put a sour taste in them guys' mouth. Like, right. like you won't get the enemy out secrets, you know. But Ray, like thinking, like you know, I got opportunity to compete for a championship, right? You no, know, and that's was just that was just kind of. Different, but I played for I played with Ray for four years in Milwaukee. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? right, right, right. That's and, why I asked you. That's why I asked yeah, you. I know you yeah, see Ray Allen. Ray Allen, bad boy, man. Ray Allen, bad boy. Ray Allen, bad boy. Let me I just showed my. I just watched the he got Ray, game with my girl two nights ago. Ray Allen is a bad man, like Steve A. Smith. He's a bad man. Ray's <laughs> bad man, man. I'm telling you, like Ray made some big shots in 084s, man. Like yeah, like the shot he made to clinch the game and um. What's that game four? Game four. And he went, went three, up three one. He cleared it out and went to left hand. And made a left hand layup, man. Like, man. <laughs> yeah, he could do it all. People, people view Ray as just a pure shooter, but no. Ray used to Ray, Ray, Ray used to get to the bat. Ray used to catch bodies too. Ray had man, bounce. Man, Ray had man. Ray had it all, man. Ray, yeah. Ray could shoot the ball. Ray could defend when he needed to defend. You know, Ray can shoot off the dribble. That Seattle Supersonics, Ray Allen, when he had the key, like he could do it all, he was tough. He was getting 26, right. 27 tonight. Yeah, he, he he was tough. So big ups to Ray, man. Ray Allen. Yeah, big up. Know? Shout out to Ray Allen, man. I see he's pushing his kids now. He got his kids all on Instagram. He's got to run and doing sprints. So, you know, hopefully we'll see them in the league soon. All right, our last segment, man. We're going to take some quick shots before I get you out of here, man. It's a, just a random mix to get to get to know you better, the fans or people listening, listeners mm-hmm. get to know you better, man. So we just going to ask you, Quick questions. You don't have to elaborate on mm-hmm. them too much. It could be a quick answer, long answer, whatever you want. All right. Most underrated player you've ever faced? Ross Strickland. 
Rod Strickland. Okay. You've played with a lot of great teams and stars, but who's the most fun teammate that you've ever had? My funnest teammate I've ever had, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett? Kevin Garnett, because he was so serious on the basketball court. And, you know, when you got a guy who focuses him and you say something in a huddle during a crucial part of the time and he'll look at you like you crazy, man. And that, he, he just, he didn't, I taught Kevin Garnett how to relax on a basketball game. He was always, right. he was always uptight. Like he, like, like, you know, chills, group, he had goosebumps on his arms. He'd be so hyped and everything. So I, I, right. learned, I, I showed him how to relax. Hey, man, right. listen, man. Okay, look at that car right there, man, on, on the screen. He'd be like, what's wrong with you, man? You want one of them? Like, that's scary. You want right, one right. of them? You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, nah, right. I just trying to get you to relax a little bit. Right, <laughs> Not right, worry about right, the game right. for one second. But Kevin Garnett is my funnest, my, my funnest guy I played with. Like, I got Paul Pierce. Paul was good too, man. I only played right. two years with him, but he was a fool. He was a fool. That's yeah, my I man. Yeah, Paul, Paul, Paul's a hoax. That's my now, man. See, I didn't get to play with the same Paul that, that you played with and yeah. interact with them to the level that yeah. you guys obviously did, but... Just my little, his, you know, just his small stint in LA before he head out. Yeah. You know, with us. Yeah. He was hilarious. He was hilarious. hilarious. He, was, he, he speak the Paul's truth. Hilarious. Sometimes, sometimes he speak the truth too much sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Because <laughs> there's nothing you can say back to him. We, we hey, can play on one hey, on one. Hey, Austin, before you start, I'm going to tell you a little story about that. So, Paul last year, right? I played the Boston's my last year, and Paul and Kevin treated me like, like a king, man. I told right. them this is gonna be my last year, man. And they just like they, they took care of me, man. So when I started coaching Paul in LA, right? <laughs> so Doc said, we gotta get Paul, get Paul out there saying, get him some more shots up early. So I come on the court, I said, Pete, man, listen, man, we gotta start doing a little bit more, man, before before practice, man. Hey, Austin, he looked at me and said, Hey man, your last year, man, how I treat you, man. I said, <laughs> I said, you treated me golden. He said, all right, then, man. Return the favor. I said, oh, I ain't got nothing to say, Pete. I, I remember. I, I remember we were going through a. Uh, we were going through um, a scouting report. We had shoot around. We had shoot around in OKC. We were playing the OKC Thunder, and we were going through our you know our pregame. Uh, we we're going through their plays and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Lawrence Frank was doing his usual talking. You know, Lawrence talking about an hour. So we over there, everybody going through it. I look over at the scores table. This man, Paul Pierce, is laid out on the scores table, fully laid down, hands on his chest, sleeping. Right. I looked at this man, I said, that's how you, that's when you know you're a first ballot. That, that, that's when, when you can just sleep during a shoot around. That's mm-hmm. when you know you've given the game everything that you got. And at this point, you just riding this wave of just trying to, but, you know. But, that, but Austin, another thing, that's what the great thing about Doc Rivers, man. Like, our coach was like, come on, Paul, get up. Doc was like, oh, I don't need him tonight. <laughs> right, 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 right. I don't need him. I remember I, used to, I remember I used to be like, yo, did you see Paul? Yeah. And someone's like, yeah, da, 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 da. Or someone say, I remember someone would say, Doc, you see you hear Paul over there sleeping? I remember Blake or somebody, anybody be like, man, is he fucking sleeping? I remember my pops used to be like, he already, he, he goes, he already won me one. He, he goes, right, he, he right, won, right. He goes, he, my pops goes, he won me a championship already. Yeah, yeah. He can do whatever the fuck he want. He goes, right. and this is last year, and everybody knew that Paul was just playing just because he wanted to be around the game. He loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, you know that whole famous clip of Draymond saying, like, you trying to have a farewell tour. Paul wasn't trying to have no fucking farewell tour. No. But Paul just Paul just loved the game and the wasn't game. ready to hang it up because it's like Vince Carter. Like they, they, they Guys just don't want because once it's over, it's over. You know what I mean? And, and once you're off the game, it's off the game. You know, once you're out, you're out. And these guys... Could easily, Paul Pierce had already made hundreds of millions of dollars, just like Vince. Yeah. 
already all-star, first ballot Hall of Fame, championship. You ain't got nothing else to prove. You know what I mean? Paul yeah. Paul wanted to play in that Clippers team just because he, he wanted to continue to shoot the shit, talk shit on the plane, play cards, That's stay it. busy, That's go to hotel to hotel. You just want you just want to stay in shape, stay busy. That's it. He wasn't trying to get even when Paul got in the game, he'd be like, all right, take me out. I ain't trying to play. You know what I mean? Paul just wanted to be around hoop. You know what I mean? Cause that's what he is. He's a hooper. He's a first ballot, you know, he's a true hooper. Hey, Austin, uh, you remember that game he won in Utah when Utah posted Utah needed that game to win and we ain't played. I think Blake stayed home and CP stayed home. Yeah. It was you, Jamal, Paul. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yep. Pa- pa- Pablo. And yep. what's the Pablo. big what's our big boy, our big guy we had? The pick of Pablo uh, and um Oh, you talking about Cole Big Cole Aldridge. Big Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big Cole. <laughs> big Cole. Hey, that man. was Cole. That was Cole's best year though, man. That was Cole's best year <laughs> since he's been you know, in the league. We, was start, that year. we started we started Cole and we had to be one again. And and Cole came to the doctor and said, Hey, hey, coach, don't ever start me again. I'm good for 20 minutes, not 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> say, I'm, I'm good for 20 minutes, not 30 hey, minutes. Cole, Cole, I remember looking at Cole after the game. Cole said, hey, sometimes you just got to know yourself. He said, I, I ain't built for all this shit. He goes, I, he said, I'll give you said, I'll give y'all a good 15 minutes a game. I'll be great. After that, he goes, I am no longer serviceable. <laughs> we, can call him 30 we, went minutes. In there, we went in there and won, though. We went in won, there and won that we won. game. We won a game, and that's like, that was a bad loss for Utah. It's bad luck. Paul, Paul was Paul had like twenty something. Yeah, Paul played big for us. Paul yeah. forward, <laughs> stretch yeah. forward. Big shots. He hit big shots at the end. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Finish. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, most talented player you've ever coached? CP. Chris Paul. No, Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Most talented guy you've ever coached? I I, I got to put both. Um, so I had no, just my first. Year so you go put. You gonna put Kawhi Leonard and CP as the most talented yes. players you've ever coached? Yes. yes. Why, why is that? Kawhi Leonard, his attention to detail. When he's right, he's right. <laughs> I'm telling right. you, when he's right, he's right. You know what I'm saying? He when he's practicing, doing what he have to do. He, you want to go to war with Kawhi Leonard, right? You want to go to war with CP. Austin, you play with CP. You want CP in the trenches with you. You right. want CP. You know, CP got a heart. Like, People don't realize for CP, this is my opinion. CP brain is better than his game. That makes sense. His brain, how he thinks the game, yeah. Yeah. is better than his game. That's why he's still playing at an elite level now. Man, he's he, like, like the thing, like, like I remember when Blake got hurt and, and CP just took over the team. You remember that, Austin? He just, man, like, like we needed Blake scoring. But DJ played unbelievable. He had DJ, he made DJ an all-star that year. Remember that? When Blake got hurt, and he made DJ an all-star that year. Just yeah, catching lobs. Just catching yeah. lobs. <laughs> no, just catching yeah. lobs. DJ, I need yeah. you to run. And and we took off. We and DJ, took DJ, off. DJ went from that to Olympic gold medal, uh, all, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, Chris off that one up, year. Man. Off that year. Yeah. Yeah. Off that year, CP had him, man. That's why I said CP, like his brain is better than his game, man. Not that his game suck. CP is, right, right. I'm, I'm just a Chris Paul fan, man. I'm just right, a, right, right. I'm just a Chris Paul fan. You know, I, I like right. Chris Paul. I like his competitive. Chris Paul, you got such a, I got him. Chris Paul, you got such a, Austin, you got to get him for a minute. I'm tired. You know, like right. we played Portland. Get him for a minute, Austin. I go to CJ. I got him now, Austin. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how CP was, you know? No, no. He's a dog. All right. Coaching or play? Which one I like more? Yeah, coaching or playing. playing. <laughs> I asked no. I asked my pops, coaching or playing. He said coaching. 
I like playing more. Yeah, you a hooper though. See, my I pops, control. my pops I is a, my pops is a floor general. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he so coaching is was what his his calling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you could see that like he's supposed to be a coach even when he yeah. played. Yeah. You can look at you, and uh, there's, there's a lot of head coaches even still that they would choose playing. Like you know the the coaches that are coaches, and mm-hmm. then you know the coaches that were like if they could choose, like oh, dude, you a hooper. You know what I mean? Everybody mm-hmm. knows that you a hooper. Yeah. You still play now. You, your little old ass be out there shooting, shooting your little mid-range jump. I just felt like I was a coach when I played. I was a coach on the court. You know what I'm saying? Because if right. a coach called a play that I didn't like, I was going to change it. I was going to like, in football, they audible. <laughs> I was going right, to change right. it. <laughs> I was right, going right, to change right. it. <laughs> I was going to change it. So, no, I don't like that one. On, 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 when you when you travel with the team, when y'all go on y'all road trips, what's the one item you got to have? Right now, today, my laptop. Yeah, you have your laptop. I got to have a laptop. Just because of the work and everything you 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 do on there, I got him a laptop, man. Because you know your father might be out for dinner and say, saying he might need, say I need clip nine and ten from this and that. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta be prepared for that. So if I can take my laptop, I'm cool. Okay. Last, this is actually an interesting question. You're in LA. You've been in there for a while. Mm-hmm. Celebrity sits courtside. You see that almost every other game. Mm-hmm. What celebrity has sat? Courtside at y'all's game that you've been most excited for? Like, what celebrity have you seen at one of y'all's games, whether it's the Lakers or Clippers? Because I think it's one of the same. Y'all both, you know, same arena. What have you seen where you've been like, oh, shit? And be like, yes. You know what I mean? Because I, I know how you get when you see something. Yeah, so, like, so listen, listen, like, 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 like I, I, I know a lot of people, you know, like right. celebrities and everything. So it's always good when I see Jay at the game. It's always good because okay. he always, he always give me a salute. Like, if I've been knowing him since 19. Right. 93, you know what I'm saying? He always gave me a right. sweep, like, man, you still doing it, Sam. Like, he always tell me that, boy, you still doing it, boy. You still can play? I got a contract for you in, in Brooklyn. Come on, give me some of the minutes. Nah, man, I'm coaching now. <laughs> right. So it's always, it's Jay when I see Jay. It's always put a smile on my face when I see Jay. You know what I'm saying? So mine probably, I remember we played, uh, we played Denzel, um, or we played against the Lakers and Denzel came to the game and I was just like, he's my favorite actor. Yeah. So I saw, yeah. you know, we see the sports, you know, hip hop and, and, and sports is so, you know, that same type of culture. You know, they rap about us. Yeah. But ball players always try to rap. Mm-hmm. You know, they always at the same place. A lot of ball players and rappers is, is, is right. friends. You cool. know what I mean? Real cool. A- Real actors, cool. actors are a whole different type of uh, it's a whole yeah. different entertainment. So mm-hmm. I don't really see him as much. I don't really hang out, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Uh, and Denzel's obviously much older than me. Younger guys, I'm not getting mm. impressed by just because right. of my age and whatnot. But I right. see Denzel, I'm just like, man. I saw him at the game. I was like, hold on, I gotta go say hi. I got, I'm a, and I'm not one of those guys that gotta go shake hands, but I gotta go shake Denzel's hands. Right. I had to go right. just give him right. my respects. Right. But yeah, Jay Z's a good one too, man. I don't think right. you can go wrong with Jay Z. But all right, man. Yeah, that's it, man. That's my rapid questions, man. I, I appreciate you coming out, man. I know you're oh. in Baltimore waiting to get back. Man, and we got B Moore's finest on here. It is, man. Here it is. I, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on this man. Uh, anytime, this was, this was a lot of fun. Sam, I am. You know you my guy. So anytime, man. Always, anytime. always, always, always. Well, we appreciate you, man, and uh, thank you for uh, just 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 answering all these questions too. You you had some insight and some stories, man. All that good, was that man. was. It's this is gonna good, be a great. Man. It's gonna be a great podcast for everybody to listen to. Definitely, definitely. All right, fellas. Hey y'all. <laughs> Hey, man, shout out to Sam Cassell once again for coming on uh, the podcast, man. Really appreciate him coming on here on uh, Go Off and Uninterrupted. This was a really, really uh, dope session. Got a lot of great content with him. 
Uh, as promised during this lockdown, I'll be dropping episodes with special guests every Wednesday. Please, please, please make sure you subscribe. Rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. And also share with us on Twitter. Hashtag go off. Tag me, Austin Rivers 25 or at Interrupted, and we will do our best to retweet. We're trying to blow this thing up, man, and get y'all the content that you guys deserve. So make sure you subscribe. I'll be back next week uh, with a brand new guest, as promised. And this one is a special guest as well, uh, a media member. So uh, it, we, we got a lot to cover. So until then, I'm out. Everybody stay safe. Oh,